Seba, the Southern Fried Witch, and this is episode 29. And I hope that everyone's okay out there. I know that we're going through our own little shutdown over here, and you are in my thoughts and prayers. Today, I have my lovely sound guy, well, music man, also known as my second son, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hey guys, or I guess listeners. (laughs) (laughs) guys gals and all in between hey listeners my name is lynn wood you may have seen a picture of me on the blog or may have heard my intro song and i greatly appreciate being a guest here on the southern pride witch well lynn and i were talking and right now i think we're all going through some stuff and uh, it's a very serious situation we have at hand However, I was just reading today that stress levels are just not great for your immune system. So one of the things that was kind of laying on me to talk about today was ways to stay really positive. I know that's hard. Definitely. But we got to try. Of course. I know for you, music tends to be one of the things that's healing and calming Is there anything in particular that you like to do with music or anything you like to listen to? Just speak to that a little bit. I suppose I try and pull out my guitar anytime that I can because I know that it alone can bring me joy. Uh, Not necessarily what I'm going to play or what I want to play, but just that I can play and that there is something to do. So if I ever get down, I can work on something. Whether it's running through fingerings, or working on chords, or progressions, or anything like that. Just work, in general, really. And not work as in, like, a job, or a career, but, like, a personal journey. Creative work. Yeah, Yeah, creative work. Good work. Yeah, I do that with cooking, as we all know. Oh, (laughs) and the dinners are delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, he eats here. (laughs) So... Uh, so far, so good. I've got a thumbs up. Um, can you talk about your stress levels? Can we get really real with with everybody because they love us and want to know how we're doing? Uh, I typically am not good with stress. I don't like it because my hair grays really easily. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Well, First guess... time on a podcast, y'all. We're going to leave it all in. <laughs> uh, so I try to, I guess, react appropriately. I try to manage the situation as best that I can. I know that there are things that are definitely out of my control, but I can find just routines, like on your podcast the other day, that kind of center me and make me more focused as to what I'm doing, whether that's preparing for a corona apocalypse or <laughs> preparing for the day's work, you know, uh, maybe my day off, what would I like to do? You know, there's always all that stuff that I have to work on. It keeps me going. It keeps me positive, and it keeps the stress levels low or manageable, so that way I don't go gray. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, the other thing that Lynn is doing for us is he's helping us with our high tunnel. Um, he's helping us do a little bit of planting. Y'all already know I grow things, so that won't be a shock, and there's no need to hide it. And honestly, there are times that Lynn is the only one helping me with a high tunnel. And I think that growing food is very close to his heart. I don't know. Incredibly close. Uh, I think that's it's our last form of resistance, really, is self-reliance. We don't have to, I guess, play into the scheme or the game if we can provide for ourselves as much as we can. And then have all the small things or the specialized things for people who are actually really, really good at that. And that's totally fine. Not knocking that, but you have to be able to secure yourself first. And that's why I like growing food. Also, it gets us in tune with nature. You know, you can look up and see the sun and see where it's casting shadow. And you can view your plants as they are a living thing. And they are reacting in this world. They have feelings just as much as we do, and they emit auras just as we do, and they have energy flowing through them. And when you touch them and help them along, and then you eventually turn around and they give you sustenance, it's you're matching the energies and becoming one, essentially. You know, many Native American cultures, including the Cherokee, believe that herbs and these plants uh, and even the trees are here to heal us and help us we know that well they can't get sick right now they've been having to fight getting sick because of what we've done to our environment but right now maybe we could lean on them a little bit i mean i hate to be such a damn tree hugger but (laughs) there's something very invigorating in the midst of this crisis that we're in It's a human crisis. There's something just really invigorating about going outside, if you can, you know, if you're able, and seeing that the peach tree made baby peaches the other day, and blueberries are in bloom, and it's so much hope for the future. I mean, that alone is a lesson for us that, yeah, this is going to, let's be honest, I'm not going to pull any punches or anesthetize this or whatever but yeah folks are gonna die okay it's gonna be heartbreaking for all of us but looking to the cycle continuing to go says they've survived so many eons of this Mm -hmm. and i don't know there's some lessons there for us somewhere well i think it's regardless of what's happening in our society whether it's you know war or you know subjugation or people being silenced the earth is still turning, and the the whole job, I guess, or not even the job, the, the gift that we're given is that the sun will always come up, and that whether or not we're in a good mood, the plants continue to bloom. And just as you were saying, that actually shows us that not only are we connected, but they can help us, and they can heal us. I typically, whenever I get stressed out, I like to go into the woods, and I go to the same spot most of the time, but... That's not boring or monotonous because each time we go, there's different blooms and there's all sorts of, you know, new fallen trees or the trails washed out a little bit. And it's cool to see that all that is still going on, regardless of what's going on in your life. It's not, you know, yes, we're just a tiny little thing, but we can view the whole picture. And it's beautiful when you see the whole picture because you're part of it. I'm trying not to be emotional right now because I actually love Lynn very much. I can't remember 
how old you were when I met you. I think I was, let's see. You were like, a young buck. I was I'm... like 10, maybe, 10 11, <laughs> something like that. You had crazy curls. Um, or waves. Yeah, waves. Um, yeah. Um, Lynn is my other son's best friend uh, from childhood. One of them. My son tends to have lots of best <laughs> friends, and nobody gets to be top dog. Yeah, we're always fighting for the number one spot, but it's it's an ongoing battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I can attest that Lynn is telling the truth about the woods. And the reason I can attest to it is because I've been trying to um, give him a better place to sleep. We are <laughs> going to be honest that we are already kind of in lockdown. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. We are sheltering in place. Oh, there's your rooster. <laughs> That's going to continue. And, you know, I've got six people in my family. So we're all locking down in place together. And... Um, Lynn, tell everybody where you've been sleeping, honey. <laughs> I, uh, I've been sleeping outside in my truck bed. <laughs> I threw a tent or I threw a tarp over the top of it and I put a few, uh, <laughs> put a few tomato steaks on the side of it and I tied it all up, but it's awesome and it keeps the rain out and it's nice being outside because I can wake up when the sun's coming up or I wake up when the chickens start crowing. Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. <laughs> but uh, and your dog. Yeah, my dog is out there too, and he's a he's a good dog because he'll keep watch over all of us. And I don't know what was in the woods last night, but he he was up for a good few minutes, letting me know that hey, there was something there, and we're keeping you safe. And that's that's part of the the reason why I am outside is because we all need to be safe. And sometimes, and especially in these times when people will become desperate. When things are going through big changes, we definitely have, there are people out there that will try and take advantage of you, and it's always better to keep your guard. Tell everybody what your doggy's name is. <laughs> and my dog's name is Chumba. He's a big old goofy boy. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. He's huge. <laughs> he used to be almost 100 pounds, but we've been, we've been going on walks to try and slim him down. I saw a picture of him recently when he was younger, and he was slim, and I don't even recognize him anymore. <laughs> well, I think you, we just accidentally landed on something really important, Lynn, and that is, what is the role right now of our relationship with our pets to lower our, our cortisol, to lower that stress, and to have a little faith? Oh, do yeah. you think they're integral? Oh, you? yeah, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have my dog with me, and... I think we have 10 dogs in the house right now. Um, we're near death. <laughs> and they're all fat and happy, which is really nice because they, you know, when they're happy, I guess they can sense in us that we are down. And they come around, they wag their tail, and, you know, they smile at you. They really do. I don't care what anybody says. Dogs smile. <laughs> Amen. A ho and blessed be on yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, it was when we first all met up here. The other day, it was very, very high stress. And yes. Uh, yes. one of the dogs you could tell was typically he's rambunctious, but this wasn't rambunctious. This was, okay, everybody's levels are kind of high, mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do, but I still need to be a goofy boy so that way everybody gets happy and they can focus on me. Which one, which one is that? <laughs> it was Jax. Jax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jax is, a, is our galoop. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Sweet boy, but a big galoop. Oh yeah. I think if you were like going to put a dog's picture by the word dog, <laughs> you know, in an encyclopedia, to be Jack's galoop face. Derp, derp, 
dirt. So I do think we should turn to our pets a little bit and let them do our, their job. Um, we happen to know for a scientific fact that, for instance, a kitty cat purring on your chest can lower that stress, even out your heartbeat. I don't know if you knew that, Lynn. No, I did not. Mm-hmm. And I believe that just the heartbeat of your dog against your chest can do that, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, mean, I know that Chumba can take it all easy when I'm, you know, I lay down and I go to bed outside in the truck. It may, <laughs> may not be comfortable for him or it may not be the bed that we have at the house, but he knows that I'm there and I feel comfortable. So he just goes ahead and plops down, lays his head on me and starts going to sleep. Y'all need to help me talk Linwood into, um, I told him to set up a tent in the high tunnel. What would we say? Our, our footage height is 25 foot. Yeah, something like that. So that if he set up a tent that he could get out at night and take a pee pee or whatever and not get wet if it were raining. But so far, no, no, uh, cigar on no, that. Maybe tonight I might sleep on the patio, <laughs> but I think I'm going to try and sleep outside as much. I just want to. I enjoy being on this farm so much just because I can, every morning for the past two mornings, I wake up and I can see the, uh, the rose, what is it? The red bud. Red bud is blooming. And if I feel like it, I can go over there and snatch a few of them off and have a quick little breakfast or, you know, go grab some, I think it's chick, chickweed. I taught him chickweed, (laughs) y'all. It's edible and wonderful, and it's growing everywhere on our property. Yeah, it's it's pretty much there's a nice garden salad everywhere that you look. (laughs) And then you have a range of flavors. There's mint. There's I ate some cilantro the other day just for yeah lemon balm. There's sage. There's oregano. Echinacea. Echinacea. There's there's a little bit of everything. And when you're out here, and when you're out here in nature. Regardless of the situation that we're in, I can look at the world and go, okay, it's still rolling. You know, it's going to do what it's going to do. Things may get bad. I can be safe as much as I can. Of course, I can't see into the future, I think. (laughs) But I can take my safety into my own hands, and that is reassured through the blooming of the earth, pretty much. And it's springtime, so it's happening right now. Yes, it is. It's not gloomy winter. We can, you know, we can turn that page. It's now time to bloom, time to plant, time to grow. Mm-hmm. It's time to get get to going. And regardless of what's happening, we can't slow down because I think it's... Well, we can social distance. But yeah, we can social distance. <laughs> <laughs> we can stay six feet apart, but I think it's, this is going to sound cheesy, but uh, it's from a movie that somebody says, uh, movement is life. I take that into account right now. There's work to be done, and we don't have to focus on the bad. We can talk about it for days and days and days and days and days. But it's not going to take it away. It may make it a little bit easier. It could probably make it a lot stress, more stressful. Or you can get quiet and look around. And the trees are blooming, and there's food aplenty if there's you just so open up your hope. eyes. Yeah. There's still so much hope. Yep. Um, you're going to hear the sound now of Seba pouring wine in the middle of the day. Ready? Well, it didn't even make a sound. There it goes. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> this is not me nor Lynn going tinkle. <laughs> Although we country enough that if we had to. You know, I wanted to say that I saw something today, and I don't remember where it was, so that's important to state that I can't claim anything on it. But it was that right now is not the time to think about the past anymore. No. You know, if you've got old grudges or you've got old pains, 
if at all possible, this is time to let go. Oh, yeah. And not carry it into this situation. But also I heard something. Oh, it was from a coronavirus survivor. It was an older man that was on one of the cruise ships. And he said, we also don't want to be looking at the future. And that sounds scary at first. Yeah, of course. His point is, focus on this day right now. Focus on how wonderful of a day can you make it regardless of your situation. Or how peaceful can you make it for someone else. Definitely. So I think that's a beautiful thing to say. Us control freak Aries have a hard time (laughs) with letting go of the future. You know, oh shit, we're all gonna, you know, headed for an iceberg. But you don't know that that is true. And my grandma used to say, if we spend every day worrying, we miss now. And right now, I mean, we got six people up in this house living and breathing. Mm -hmm. Typically, I feel that the things that halt our future are our past we we dwell on the past and then our future is almost halted and if you look into the future too much you don't focus on the present and you may forget something so like as he was saying you need to focus on the present and the here and the now and the control freaks you know the control freak aries it's totally fine if if you see somebody you know stressing out like that what i've found to do is if, if something is stressing Seba out, then I'll just go right to what needs to be done and try and do it or ask for something. And like, okay, let's, how do we need to do this? You know, or where does this need to go? Or she, I think she asked me a few minutes ago, we need to clean the porch off. And I just went ahead and started sweeping the porch. <laughs> Let me tell y'all what, it made my heart swell too. I went out there and it, there he was just sweeping the porch for me and And it's not just that. You know what else you do? You can look at me across the room and see I'm about to break. And his young ass will run over with his big old arms. How tall are you? Six foot tall. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm five foot. Something. Well, we'll pretend I'm something past that. Yeah. You know, with shoes on. And uh, and he'll give me a big old hug. Yep. And sometimes there's no words needed. And right now, we need to practice radical forgiveness. Let a lot of shit slide. We can cuss on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Let a lot of stuff that doesn't matter go. And give people a pass if they're stressed. You know, and that's what you've been doing for me. And I think a lot of people need that for them right now. That's been, I think, and I've seen this, I guess, through social media and stuff like that, regardless of how stressful the situation is. And even there are restaurants that are having to close down that they're, instead of closing down, they closed down for a day and they said, wait, we've got food and there are people that need help. And they just went ahead and started giving it out. I think the best way to really help yourself is to look to those closest to you and help them out. I'm a Leo, so I think that that makes sense. (laughs) He's still a fire. (laughs) Y'all, he's got great hair. (laughs) He's lying for sure. (laughs) I I did have facial hair too until... Tell I had that to put, story. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> Tell that story. <laughs> so uh, I'm driving down the road and I'm talking to Seba on the phone. And uh, I had to go some. I hadn't been out in public all day. I've been trying to avoid these places just to keep myself and her and her family safe. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's my family too because we're all kind of related. <laughs> you better believe that. And uh, she, uh, I, she said, you better wear your respirator. And I was going to do it anyways, but then I looked at myself in the mirror and I had a big old bushy mustache and a long goatee. <laughs> and so <laughs> I have my toiletry bag with me. So I just pulled off in the nearest parking lot and 
took my rear view mirror off, <laughs> hopped outside of the car, and just started shaving really fast. And uh, I don't think I did too bad of a job. But nope. <laughs> nope. He did an emergency drive-by shave. <laughs> and it hurt. It's like, well, lo- losing my lines, man. Oh, no. no. <laughs> but we all know we can grow a bag. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And I hope I don't go bald. So if I have to cut my hair, I'll, I'll do it. But it's Y'all, going he's back. Got a literal head full of hair. I mean, they, I, and you know, without using any names, but my son, he's got one hell of a beard and he's proud of it. And we have been begging him to cut it off. We might just have to hold him down and cut it off. <laughs> we need electric shears. <laughs> of course, you know, he's the most dangerous of all of us. He'll kill us all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we'll have to uh, sedate him somehow. <laughs> But, uh, so if you're feeling down, you know, I have a group chat with my mom and my brother and my sister and every single day, uh, just since really, I guess the whole lockdown started in other States, we text each other every single morning. Hey, how's everybody doing? How's everything looking? And it's just, it's, it's a simple text message and it takes two seconds to send. But when you have that, I mean, even if it's somebody, even if it's a family member, you can't stand just good to check on them and it'll make you feel good even if they don't reply they could hold the grudge or whatever it doesn't matter and then i mean it's not like if you reach out they can't tell that you didn't reach out because you did it and all you have to do is just do it you and i agree on so much what do you have to say to those people who right now are really struggling with hearing that we should kind of maybe shelter in place which i know is hard definitely i know how hard that is and the desperation that we feel to make those connections with other people physically. I mean, it's Thank- hard. I mean, I want to be fair to those people. It's oh, yeah. Hard. Nothing nothing is actually better than seeing your loved one and giving them a hug. And they could be sick, but you know that they're okay because you're there. And, you know, it's it would suck to not be able to reach your family like that. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being in that situation it would it would wreck me emotionally that's why i'm so glad that we have the text message if if we could facetime with every single one of them i'm sure we would you know my nieces and nephews i'm concerned about them but the text messages let me know they're safe and if you can't text somebody if you don't want to text somebody facetime them because seeing somebody's face is just about as close as you can get to the physical touch that that truly does assure you that everything is fine and everything will be okay. It seems like a silly little idea, but one of my thoughts was that just increase that that FaceTime with your with your phone, increase the phone calls. Don't feel like you're bothering anybody. Really make that a thing right now. Definitely. You know? It's simple and it's easy with today's technology. You can you don't even have to click a button anymore. <laughs> you could swipe your phone up to the side. Go down the contact list, find that person, give them a call. If you, you know, if a text isn't enough, give them a call. If a call is too much, send them a text. If both of it's too little, write them a letter or FaceTime them. You know, we, you have to reach out. Well, I'd like to make a public announcement, and that is that we weren't going to say anything, but it doesn't make sense to anyone if we don't say anything. I'll just put it like this. We have a pregnant person in my household. Yeah, that is... And I'm 54, so y'all do the math. <laughs> um, and so we are very concerned right now. And some of the issues for us are that it's so hard. 
the cognitive dissonance from the sun is shining, I feel okay, why do I have to stay in place? The cognitive dissonance is just ridiculous right now for me, for me, speaking for me. And I think that it's really difficult for us to accept that we might be asymptomatic. When we all landed on the house all together was, oh my gosh, was it a day and a half, two days ago? Well, I guess two days ago, yeah. Let me be honest. It feels like a month. <laughs> <laughs> that first night was rough. Yeah, that, that was some rough stuff. Everybody took a chance and, and took their time on having a breakdown. So, And I had mine. Lynn caught me in mine. Yeah. Sobbing like a baby. Um, But we felt the best thing to do was get in place, not take any more chances. We were not sure of any, you know, any of us in this yeah. family coming together that we were 100% safe. There's just no way to tell. I remember that as everybody pulled up in the driveway, there was a thermometer out. <laughs> and, and, and your entry onto the porch <laughs> was a thermometer. <laughs> yep. And every, and we, I don't think we got like three steps out of the truck before there was a thermometer shoved in our face. Put this somewhere. <laughs> well, we did the underarm thing just yeah. to be sure if one of us was, you know, just sick and we didn't know. And we're still not positive. Yeah, and that's another thing is, I mean, we've been in this, we've been in close proximity with each other, but we haven't, I don't think anybody's hugged each other in a no. few days, which it, I couldn't imagine missing somebody's hug and being far away from them, but also being incredibly close to somebody that you shouldn't just for the safety at this point we don't know if anybody has anything or anything like that we have to keep safe and we have to keep our distance as much as i would like to run up to seba when she's crying and give her a big old hug i know that right now we don't really know so i can give i think i gave her an air hug earlier (laughs) and lots of love across the room yeah yeah eye contact you know yes eye contact matters right now yeah Right, and we can elbow about. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't cough into that elbow. Right? Don't cough into the elbow. Don't cough into the elbow. And we all are hoping that within seven to ten days, somewhere in there, and probably I'll come right in and say, Seba, 14. Okay, well, we're three days in. Yeah. But within a little bit of time, we're going to calm down as long as none of us goes back out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's hard. I think a lot of people are having a hard time with, not taking any risk because right now it still looks good. But the earlier you go ahead and stay the fuck home. That's why you heard me stay the fuck home. The more we can flatten this curve, it doesn't mean necessarily that we aren't going to get this thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be idealistic and say, ain't ever going to happen. I stayed at home. Why did I get sick? Well, because that's the way a virus works. It's going <laughs> to find its way. But our thinking is we're listening to the CDC, but we're also listening to other scientists and other scientists from other countries. Yep. If we can get past this big surge that's headed our way, it's a coming, y'all. Yep. It's a coming. It's already come to California and New York and Louisiana. And Alabama was horribly untested for a long time. So if we can get through this surge, we can flatten that curve. And, you know, if we do get sick, even though we've taken all the precautions, we'll get sick at a time where the hospital's not as full. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's that's the best thing about taking the responsibility 
onto yourself to slow this thing down. And it may mean cutting out a lot of things. Like if your job hasn't closed down, which that's, I imagine that's, that's incredibly, hard. incredibly rough. That's hard. Because I, I wouldn't imagine, you know, okay, everything's fine and dandy despite what the news is saying, despite everything. So I'm just going to show up to work and act like everything's fine. I wouldn't say that's the best way to be and you should be cautious, you know, but if you can still, if you still have to go to work, go to work, but be safe. I would say quit your job, but (laughs) I know most of us can't do that. (laughs) I'm of the same mind, but we can't, yeah, like, I I don't want to personally tell folks quit your job, but because then they're like, well, then I'll starve to death. And and I think that especially in places like, I've got a lot of listeners from California, they just don't have a lot of land. Yeah, that's, that's, this, that's another stress of this situation. Trying to look from a place of privilege right now. Is that we need... We need to, as a society, take a step back and get the bare bones, and that is land. That is a place that you can truly call home. You don't have to worry about renter's insurance or your rent going up, and it secures your life. Regardless of what you want that to be, it secures it. And it should. this is something I will promote. Get land ASAP. doesn't matter if it's big or small. And whatever sacrifices that you need to do to do that, I think that you should do that because eventually it puts the responsibility on yourself and you don't have to worry about the external world going to hell in a handbasket or you don't have to worry about that because you can just go right back home and that property is yours. And I imagine that your listeners would probably have a garden or two mm-hmm. and they'd probably have their pets there that will keep them, keep them safe and keep them stress free. And that's what we need. And I think the hardest part is for those people who don't have that option. Yeah. My dear friend Jamie in California right now is locked down in a very busy place. And Jamie, if you're listening, I know you'll write in and tell me. I think it was four days, five days without being able to get to food. Yeah. That's horrifying. I mean, I don't know what to say to those people who don't have the money or the resources to get somewhere with, yeah. with land or food. But I will say that if you ever have the option, start over if you are capable, young enough to do so. Definitely. And this is a, if you have friends out there that are around you, I wouldn't doubt that a situation like this will make everybody who's going, I'm going to run off into the woods, seem like a very sane person. And I wouldn't doubt that even in a small group of friends, with a situation like this, or even if it's a tight-knit group of friends, to plot up together and go get some property and then work with each other and for each other for everyone to have a better future. And that's because we can't do this alone. I know that Seba can't do this alone. I know that I can't do this alone. I know that her husband can't do this alone or her sons or his wife and the baby. I know that we can't do this alone. So we have to work together and we have to do as much as we can, not only for ourselves, but also for ourselves to help other people. If I can stay safe, if I can stay healthy, then I can make sure that you can stay safe and I can make sure that you can stay healthy. I would like to flip the script, honestly, where we've always heard, you know, there are danger in numbers, you know, in a big place, that there are danger in numbers. I'd like to flip the script as much as possible to where... There's love and safety in numbers, and Definitely. we've got to find our tribe. Yeah. I found my tribe here on this farm. I know that uh, 
I've always been friends with your son, and we've been through thick and thin, and I think I've known him for, I guess, like 20-something years now. I can't believe y'all are that old. <laughs> I guess almost 20 years. I can't believe uh, you're that old. <laughs> but uh, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't matter what the past had, because I know that he's got my back, and I've got his back, and because I have his back, I have her back, and I have his brother's back, and I have his dad's back. And I have his brother's wife's back. And I've got his dog's back. You've got my chickens back. <laughs> well, we, she showed me how to hand feed the chickens the other day. And it was so awesome. It was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. You know what? I've been begging him all this time. We've been talking about getting meat birds. And we're still going to work on that. I've been telling him all this time to please, please, please do not, if something happens to me, kill and eat my bantams. <laughs> oh, those it, are off the menu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and at first he kind of raised an eyebrow at me. And then he went out there and hand fed these little half-pound darlings, and he was like, I'm in love. They're just so cute. <laughs> they are. And they lay, lay an egg. Yeah. And, yeah, so. I think we're at, we'll be at 16 eggs a day yep. in that coop alone. For a and family of six. Yeah. And there are a few coops. So. <laughs> there are a few coops, and as we found out today, they are still y'all. They are still trying to lay, to make more babies. Yeah, we had to throw I know it. I was like thirty four eggs underneath your butt. Now we did make that stop because we're worried about chicken feet <laughs> at some point. But yeah, if you um, can get a chicken right now, y'all, if you can get a chicken or two right now, yeah, if your city allows it right now. I would, at this point, it don't matter what you're saying. True. Can you, can you hide that chicken well enough? <laughs> <laughs> Not a rooster. You can't hide a yeah, rooster. Yeah, you can't hide a rooster. Right? <laughs> and that thing's just going to be noisy. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you don't get any eggs out of a rooster. <laughs> don't get shit. <laughs> Occasionally get spurred. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lynn. Well, now we've talked around it, but we haven't gotten right to the meat of the thing. Um, I know you're shocked to find out that I'm a witch. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> what the hell? Damn. Um, we only do baby tours on Sundays. <laughs> and only on the big holidays. That's right. So, um, from your spiritual, if you will, perspective, because religion is a whole other conversation, yeah. what are you doing right now to stay spiritually sound? Uh, well, uh, me personally, I don't. I guess assign myself to any religion specifically, but I have been hoping and praying not for extra food or money or good weather. What'd you say about frogs and fishes? Oh, the weather that I do want, I guess it'd be nice if it did rain frogs and fishes. Cause that's, that's dinner for quite a long while. <laughs> and we went fishing today and we did catch some fish, but not too many. And, uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. But uh, just asking for safety, you know, and putting my vibrations out there, tapping on the, I think it's tapping on the sky and seeing what it's going to say back. Oh, that's nice. But. Uh, tapping on the sky. That should be a song you write. <laughs> I can work on that tonight. <laughs> that might be on the next podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> but uh, just, you have to give yourself into it 100%. The universe is out there and you're a part of it. It listens to you. It'll speak to you right back. And what it'll in some way, one form or another, you will be answered. And all you have to do is just ask and listen. That's it. You don't demand because that's not, it's not very good. You can often get bit in the ass if you demand too much. 
if I was sitting here wishing for extra food, I imagine that some of our food would probably go bad just because I'm being vain. I agree. I agree. I like this idea of tapping on the sky. I'd like to explore that myself. That's from a movie. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Of course, I'm 54 years old. <laughs> Lynn, how old are you? 27? 27. I'll be turning 28 this year. But yeah. I'm a big movie buff, so... Which I, movie is it? Uh, that's Tron Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> and also a geek. <laughs> yeah, also a geek. Definitely a sci-fi nerd. Hard-working, <laughs> half-redneck, half-hippie geek. It's interesting. <laughs> He's all worlds, really. And from Scottish blood, right? Uh... Scottish, Irish, Austrian, Hungarian. Right. All that good stuff. Nothing that came from America. No. No. Y'all have got a tartan, don't you? Yes, we do. And that's a that's an interesting thing because our bloodline is different from our name. So my last name, Cochran, is from our adopted family, pretty much. Uh, my great-great-grandmother was left pregnant, and uh, a man named Cochran married her and took on the family. And so is the tartan from the married line? Yeah, tartan's from the married line. I think that is the way they've done it for eons, actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that makes Uh, sense. That's something that I also hope and, I guess, pray for. The safety of my family, but also I kind of, this is what I believe. I think that you can tap into the universe and that you can honestly speak to your past relatives. You can see what they went through. You can feel it. They are there. They do exist. Ancestors. Yeah, your ancestors. And they listen, and just like the universe will help you out, you'll see something that'll change, and it'll remind you of your ancestor, or like, you'll see something, and why is this familiar? Well, probably because one of your past relatives, one of your ancestors, went through something almost the exact same. And it is true, humanity has been here for a long time. We've been through this before, and the thing is, is your family, our family, has gone through it before, and... So seek that wisdom. Seek that wisdom. And in that wisdom, there's hope for the future that we can continue on and doing what they did pretty much, which was battening down the hatches and planting some food. And don't forget, even in the hardest of times, if all you can do is light a candle and just take that moment to be grateful that you're still, you know, you can light a candle. Yeah. You know? Tonight, I was hoping if the rain stopped that we were going to go sit outside around a roaring fire. Yeah. And here in the, what do you call it? The Coronapocalypse? Yeah, Coronapocalypse. <laughs> I got to copyright that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better get on that. I think a couple people are already are thinking that way. Um, is that we could get the guitars out, write mm. a couple of songs, take the last of our vodka. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and shoot that down. Come mm-hmm. up with, and that's, that's, that's why I brought my guitar along is, I mean, if we can't listen to music through the radio, I have a whole catalog of songs in my head. And if anything, we can make up one that's perfect for this time. And then in the future, we can sing it again. And it'll remind us of this bad time, but not the bad time in the bad time, but of this beautiful time in the bad time where we came up with this catchy song and now we're singing it every week or something. (laughs) You know, pagans have long known that music is a, a way of survival, not just oral traditions and passing down the wisdom of their elders but also for the future generations and celebrating even in the darkest of times and i honestly think it should be in your bug out bag oh yeah definitely you know a way to to continue the music it's part of survival and even if you don't if you don't have a guitar you don't have something that you can tote around the world is making noise and there is music in it 
so like uh, honestly sometimes it's a little bit noisy how much music <laughs> there is in the world yeah uh, i don't have to have an alarm clock because i've got birds chirping and chickens crowing and all, like the trees move and the leaves fall and there are chipmunks and all these things running around and there's a beat to it just as there's a rotation of the earth and there's you know there's certain amount of hours in the day there's a beat to it and all you have to do is calm down a little bit mm-hmm. breathe in mm-hmm. and just listen you'll find it and then you'll you'll hear one bird chirp another bird chirp and they're talking to each other and they're making songs just like we're sitting here in this podcast room having mm-hmm. this conversation the whole world outside is talking to itself and i think personally when i listen i hear it telling me that everything is going to be okay because I'm going to keep on going and I'm not going to stop spinning. And honestly, it's not going to stop spinning for us. Not a uh, arrogant way, but it's a gift. This, this life is absolutely beautiful. This planet that we live on, man, I can't tell you. That's the easiest thing I find is just to shut up, look around and be like, whoa, this giant rock <laughs> is spinning through space. And we're so lucky to be here regardless of what's happening because the trees are blooming as they're going to do every single year until the world stops turning and when that happens we don't have to worry about anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we maybe get to go be a tree yeah oh. and wouldn't that be wouldn't that be nice wouldn't that be the perfect <laughs> we will we'll become what our ancestors maybe have become yeah the and, wisdom of the trees and if anything there's a big old oak tree here on this property oh it's huge it takes five to six people to put their arms around it and uh we were walking around the yard the other day looking at all the blooms and i think it was i think it was seba who was like all right i got i'm gonna come show you all this and that made me happy and then i looked at the oak tree and we said oh, man i bet you that thing has some stories to tell and it does that's almost 300 years old yeah yeah that's I mean, in 300 years, that thing was seeing people walk across. Oh, yeah. They weren't seeing horses. It's all Native Americans, yeah. baby. Yeah. It's all Native Americans. And it, I definitely saw a virus or two. Yeah, definitely. So, and well, measles. And yeah. And that's, I mean, that tree probably went through its own little corona apocalypse once in a time. I know that there's a branch that's fallen off of it, so it's been through something. And yeah. it made it through. Yeah. And it is a clear reminder every single day Mm -hmm. right out there Mm -hmm. that regardless of what we're going through we're going to make it through because it doesn't we don't really have a choice in it you know it's not only how we react yeah it's not we don't get to choose the situations we come in but we do get to choose how we react to them right right And, and i think we're doing we're doing pretty good regardless of all the stresses that have happened i have an old friend who told me right before he died Focus on being a soul, not a body. Oh yeah, this uh, this is this is for the here and now. Mm-hmm. It gets weak to show you things. It and it makes you appreciate. I think it was uh, on one of your podcasts. You said uh, your grandma said, "I'm still young. I'm still a young girl in here. I'm just stuck in here." Yeah, and I because and this is what I believe: the soul is immortal. If, yeah, I believe it too. And then whenever we pass, we're gonna go to some place that's that's all of this. What we can't comprehend, really. I'm still voting on being a tree. Yeah. (laughs) If they ask me, hey, so like, you want to go be at this really cool place, or do you want to go float, or do you want to be in another body? And we'd be like, tree. I want to be a live oak. (laughs) 
on the on the banks of some southern shore i want to give shade and i want to give hope to people who are sitting in the middle of some catastrophe that could put their hand on my trunk and say she's been alive for hundreds of years we are going to be okay if i could be a tree i would be a banyan tree Woo! <laughs> and if you don't know what that is that's b-a-n-y-a-n they're super awesome and uh, in Chamoran culture in Guam, where I was born, uh, the Tautamona is one of the spirits that lives in that tree. Oh, nice. The emotion. Emotion. <laughs> it's okay to have emotion. <laughs> you know, like we're all going through so much right now. And I think that the depth of what you just said mattered. You know, that, you know, there are spirits that live in trees. I have uh, spirit chasers that are made out of the old trees from Bali. I believe that they really do have these spirits in them. But I think it's a choice to be a tree. Yeah. And it's a choice to stay with the tree. I love you, Lynn. Love you too. So just out of curiosity, if anybody out there needs an intro or an outro, is that what? Intro, outro, midtro, or you just want a song (laughs) written for you. I think I can do that too. Yeah. (laughs) Where do they need to write to you at? Uh, So my email is L M O N. R-O-E-C-9-2 at gmail.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Linwood Cochran, uh, Linwood Monroe. If you go to the podcast page, you'll see my name mm-hmm. and see how it's spelled. I'll, I know it's kind of long. and I'll add worded. a link if yeah. that's okay yeah. to your email. Go ahead and do that. Okay. And uh, even if I come up with a song for the Corona Apocalypse, I'll definitely put it out and give, <laughs> give it to you guys. Uh, but no, I mean... If you just if you want to hear what I'm putting out or just want to hear a song for yourself, maybe give me some ideas. Feel free to shoot me an email. I need some things to make music out of, and I think we got a few days to make some music. <laughs> and just so everybody knows, um, the versions that have been on this podcast that everybody loves so much, and you know, it's become a like the thing you expect. You hear it, and you're like, oh, it's ritual time. We're gonna listen to our Sunday ritual. He wanted to polish that. <laughs> that was a very rough thing that he sent me over the telephone. <laughs> so, I insisted on the raw version. I love it, and I've heard from y'all. Y'all love it, but that's an unpolished version. Imagine what the polish could look like. And uh, there's an interesting story behind that too. Is uh. How I typically come up with things is I think about the person or the idea or the situation and I let that music flow out of me. I don't create the lyrics, really. I don't create the melody. Uh, I think I, I had two different songs for you and uh, I think I only ended up sending you one, but I'm glad that I did Yeah. because that I think that embodies what I view of you in this podcast and I... It, t- it turns out you guys like it, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We do love it. And it's become, I can't change it now. Even when you ask me, do I want to do a more polished version? No, 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 y'all. This is what you're getting now. A one, two, two, three, two, three four. <laughs> By the way, I wrote back to him and I said, leave that part in. <laughs> one, two, three, four. <laughs> the way he actually does things. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any last words for the podcast? Uh, Keep yourself sane through a few things. Listen to the universe. It's going to keep on turning, so it's always got something to say. It's been through this before, and I don't want to say there's nothing to worry about because that's putting things lightly, but 
you don't have to worry yourself about it. If that makes any sense, that might be a southern thing. That don't it's wor- a southern don't wor- thing. Don't worry yourself about that. Yeah, it's a southern thing. <laughs> I don't know if everybody else is gonna get it. What it means is if you basically have done everything you can do to prepare and you can't do any more than you've already done that day, don't worry yourself about it. Uh, if you've got some pets, hold them close mm-hmm. and tell them that they're cute and that they're goofy, and then they'll come over to you and tell you that they love you and they'll smile at you. Check on your loved ones. Doesn't matter if they're family, friends. Call your grandma yeah. if she's living. Even if it's an enemy. Yes. I would, because you love them. You really do. That's why you don't like them. My best, <laughs> my best friend of me in the whole world, and she knows who she is, got a phone call from me last night. We spent an hour crying and laughing and talking and loving each other. Because at the end of the day, we don't have any more time for mess. Nope. Go ahead and sweep it. Sweep it out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave this plane like that. Nope. Not messy anyway. <laughs> I'm trying to make my exit nice and smooth. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully we'll still be around. Oh, yeah. All right. This was Seba, the Southern Fried Witch. I love y'all. Uh, right into me. I'm still announcing a winner because we're almost to the end of March. You're going to get a beautiful package from my farm. I promise to lie solid before I send it out. <laughs> Blessed be y'all. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.